You're listening to Steady Picks Radio. Steady Picks is your source for industry-leading sports betting data and the latest news and information to help you bet smarter and start winning. Go to www.steadypicks.com to learn all the ways that you can listen to Steady Picks Radio and let our expert hosts help you win some money. Remember, betting is more more fun fun when you win. win. Steady Picks Radio, welcome into the second episode of Happy Hour. This is our weekly NFL show with uh, Ricky and I here, and uh, we're going to break down the lines, see how we did last week. Ricky, I hope you have the, do you have the results? I hope maybe you do. And, uh, <laughs> and we're going to- Got the results. Beautiful. And we're going to go through this week's lines on uh, Sunday here. And uh, we're so excited to do this. Again, if you enjoy- this episode and you enjoy the show please like and subscribe on youtube and of course check out the the podcast streams on spotify and apple you can find everything we do there and of course steadypicks.com the house of all of this everything we do you can find over there and of course if you'd like to support us the best way to do that is to sign up with a new account at betmgm bet rivers unibet all the codes are steady picks when you sign up different rewards for each. Those are all outlined on the website as well. And, uh, you know, that's the best way to support us. If you enjoy what we're doing, we don't have a fee to, to be a part of the website or anything like that. So if you'd like to support, it's much appreciated. And that is the best way to do it. Uh, on, uh, Twitter, Ricky, I'm always on Twitter it's at steady underscore Tom that's scrolling down at the bottom there. And, uh, you can check me out there. It's at get steady on Twitter too. Uh, Pretty active on gambling Twitter world. Ricky, good afternoon. How you doing? Happy week two, my man. Cheers, cheers to week two. I got a nice cold noon for you, Tom. Oh, no. Ready to crack new flavor, too. You know, I'm a, I get excited about new flavors of things. Yes, you do. We What's... got two, two new flavors of the noons that we'll be trying uh, throughout this episode. And so, uh, what, what, what flavors do we have? What's the first one here? Let's get the review. Flavor number one, we've got pear out of the uh, the tailgate pack of High Noon. Okay, okay. So, big High Noon guy. I don't know about you, but big Noon guy. Mm-hmm. And we'll we'll wait for the the review here. Very good, very good. It uh, it's kind of similar to the kiwi one for the people who are familiar with the summer uh-huh. pack, the kiwi. It's sweet, you know, typical tropical uh, fruit type taste. <laughs> Good, good. Five stars. All right. Good to hear it. Good to hear it. Um, I actually forgot to get a beer on my way in front of the computer. That's not good. It's all right. You'll have a little advantage. You'll be a bit sharper than I, maybe, Tom. Not good. Not good. Good old H2O. Hey, good old H2O. <laughs> I, forget, I totally forgot. You can't call it happy hour without a beer, but now I, you know, I can't run. You want to take away. a pause? I can't take a pause. What am I going to run away? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, hey, it is what it is. I'll have one after. How about that? Um, 
Can you start, Ricky? Do you have the results handy from last week? I do, and I want to say, I don't know if you can pull this up, Tom, but on the Steady Picks website, at any point, everyone can access all of our records, not only from this season, all of our active or all of our previous records from all the seasons we've been with Steady Picks. But you go to the Our Team page, and you'll see Tom and Ricky right there. Tom, last week I had a two and three. I hit my two one-unit plays. I missed my half-unit plays. I had a true break-even. Okay. You went two and three in the competition for minus one unit because you played everything, um, no half-unit plays for you, minus your Giants money line, which was big. That's Mm -hmm. what got you Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit there. But um, you had one additional play for steady picks as well. So on the season, you're down two units Mm -hmm. in the competition. You're down one. Uh, the Jags screwed you last week, man. Yeah. That could have been the turn of everything. That was your your game last week that kind of decided it. It was. It was. And that was a shame. And uh, I won't harp on it too long, but uh, really, really poor. Uh, just poor showing at the end there. Just horrible. Um, that, too. That's what you we get for on. the Jaguars, I guess. That's what you get for betting on them. Um, but the Giants' money line didn't get me back to even on a two and, on a two and three. Down three. Should have been close back to even, right? What we'll do is we'll post an article. I have all the plays written down. They're not in front of me at the second, but we'll keep a tally of all the plays on the whole season. And what we'll do, Tom, is we'll update that article each week okay. and put this week's post in. So, okay. um, but yeah, you're, you're minus one unit, I believe. Ricky, we'll confirm. Ricky, did I, how? I'm going to go over real quick, Tom. I'm just, because if I did it, because the Giants were plus 210. So if I bet them for a unit, and won another play for, for ah, I gave him a half unit. Okay, there you go. That's the reason. You had the Cardinals that you lost, Tom. You had the Jaguars that you lost. You had the Eagles half point loss. Yep. Um, actually, yeah, your freaking half unit on the Giants saved you because yep. it would have been could have been ugly despite that. Yeah. Well, hey, it's early. Week one, we bounce back and moving on, moving on. Okay, let's let's dive into it here. And, of course, uh, the odds page we're going to use is good old bet stamp here. I think it's a, a pretty good one to, to show everything here. So we'll, we'll let it load up, and uh, we'll be able to take a look at Sunday's games here. And we'll go top to bottom. I think that worked pretty well last time. So we'll, we'll go ahead and, and do that again. So we'll start with the Colts and the Jaguars. Colts, three and a half point favorites on the road in Jacksonville. Looks like three and a half. There's some fours out there too if you want it. But three and a half, four seems to be pretty much the consensus here. Um, do you have anything to play here, Ricky? I have no bet in this one, Tom. And I'll throw it back to you with your Jaguars to to get your take on their, their week two game here. No. I have um, I have nothing nothing I want to do here, absolutely not. My only my only notes of the game, man, would be Jags. They just couldn't they didn't capitalize in the red zone last week, and uh, that's ultimately I think what cost them. So see it. We'll see if they can play a little bit of a, a cleaner game this time around. Yeah, they better. Well, doesn't matter. Not playing them. Uh, the next one here is. The 
Commanders at the Detroit Lions. Lions laying a point and a half or one. Money line comes in about 125-ish. Come back plus 106, 105, somewhere in there on the Commanders. Anything for this one, Ricky? Yes, sir. We got our, our biggest bet of the season so far coming wow. in right here. Wow, okay. I've got a I've got a one and a half unit bet on the Lions money line. Mm-hmm. I actually got this in early this week on the Steady Picks website. I got a minus one twenty. Could you confirm where it is now for the competition? Um I see a one sixteen on FanDuel. Oof. We'll have to check that. One. No, I mean I bet this and this is a unit for me too on the uh, on the Lions. Just one unit, not a one and a half, just one. And uh, I bet minus one twenty six was the number I got. That's okay. I I like both of our bets there. And one thing I want to do with this show, Tom, is I want to make sure I I give the full why behind these bets, mm-hmm. oh, and provide at least the value that I see here. So let me start with my concerns about the Commanders' defense here. Last week, the Jaguars, they didn't run the ball much. But when they did, Tom, the commanders could not stop them. The Jags averaged 6.8 yards per carry. Uh, their running backs broke loose for multiple 20-yard runs. You know, it it's a bad recipe against the Lions team that has what I've said all along here throughout our morning show, uh, one of the best offensive lines in football. Yep. The Lions, Tom, I want to give you some numbers on their rushing stats because they ran the ball down the Eagles' throats last week. 28 carries, 181 yards, three rushing touchdowns, and they averaged six and a half yards a carry. Okay? So the way I see it, that's just not a good matchup there. Um, In terms of the commander's offense, Tom, I hate to bring you back to that game, but look, two ugly picks by the walking turnover, as I call him, Carson Wentz. I just don't don't trust them. Lions are at home. I trust Jared Goff more than I trust Carson Wentz, truthfully, which is sounds nuts, but uh, I really like this bet, man. I really like this bet. Now, when you look at some of Carson Wentz's um, advanced stats for week one, they're actually not as bad as you might think, which is interesting because, you know, I'm not a big Carson Wentz guy either. But uh, PFF's grade for big-time throws, big-time throw percentage, which I really like, uh, was pretty high. The thing that gets him is the turnover-worthy plays, which is a percentage of plays that they say could have been a turnover, right? How often are you putting the ball in, in risk, in harm's way? And uh, that was a little bit high for, for my liking. And so you combine those two things along with my initial opinion on Carson Wentz, and yeah, give me the Lions. Uh, the defense is going to have to be better, though. The Eagles, I mean, to score 38 is insane. So you're going to have to have better defense. I like it. And keep in mind, yeah, he had, like, he threw four touchdowns. Don't get me wrong, Carson Wentz, but it was the Jags, man. He wasn't pressured at all. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not giving Carson any, any credit for this. Lions Um, all day. Question. When we did this last week, did we bet it at the lines we could get today or did we take what we already bet? And use that. So we, we took it at what we could get at on this show. On this show. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm going to say, I mean, I want to check FanDuel and see if that's there, but we can both obviously take that number, but we should pull that up and just double check that a 116 is available because that is a that's a pretty outlying number a little bit. We'll see if we can grab it here quick. Uh, do, do, do. Yeah, 116. Lock that in. And I'm going to, I already bet it at 126, so I'm not going to bet it again there because it's kind of moving against me, but uh, I like it nonetheless. I've got my Lions money in as well. Um, but that's good. Hey, anybody who wants it now, there's an even better number. Uh, next one is the Miami Dolphins at the Baltimore Ravens. This line is three and a half consensus all over the place. Uh, obviously, Ravens laying three and a half at home. Anything here? So it's, it's interesting to note that with the Dolphins, Tom, aside from that broken play, that fourth and eight before half, the offense was held to six points, which is interesting to me. I don't know if that's growing pains or if that is credit to the Patriots' defense. Um, on the Ravens' side of this game, I want to give a stat here. The Ravens, Tom, who are notorious, they you know in the Lamar era, they've led the league in rushing many mm-hmm. of the uh, years. They averaged three yards a carry last week. They only had 63 yards on the ground against the Jets. So now again, is the Jets defense potentially stout or are we seeing like the loss of Dobbins and, you know, maybe, maybe the Ravens rush attack just really isn't there. Mm -hmm. These are the type of things that I'm keeping an eye on early in the season. Um, I want a three so bad on the Ravens here and it'll be a bet for me, but uh, I don't believe is it's not available if I'm not mistaken. Nope, there's no no three available. Yeah, I'm I'll, I'll stay off this one, um, but we could get a bet in by Sunday, and it it does manage to get to three. It I'm on it. Uh, this is probably the game. If you ask me, what I want the least part of, it's probably this one. Like really, all, yeah, I want nothing to do with this game at all in any way. I hear you. So I'm passing on it. I'm passing on it. No, thank you. Um, Jets and Browns. Browns laying six and a half consensus everywhere. Comeback Jets plus six and a half. Um, anything you want here? I want to talk for a second, Tom. Because like we just talked about, could that Jets defense be be legit because sauce was the highest sauce Gardner was the highest graded corner um, or the highest graded defensive player in general rookie wise last week. He, he looked unbelievable. They got, you know, Quinn and Williams, some high draft picks on the, on the line there. I don't know, man. I I'm, I'm just curious to see if, if this jets defense is good. I like the idea of getting seven with the jets. Um, but again, these key numbers, man, like in the last game, I'm, I'm waiting to see where we go. Um, my numbers come out to the Jets defense actually not have being that good in week one. Like the model I run, they're fine. They were middle of the pack, but I didn't, the numbers don't, my numbers don't quite see what your eyeballs potentially are it's seeing. It's not even eyeballs. It's, it's a matter of 
the Baltimore Ravens had 63 rushing yards. Mm -hmm. That's insane, Tom. If you were to pull up right now the last time the Baltimore Ravens have had that under 100 rushing yards, I bet it's very few. You know, it's that's that's a wild I don't know. That's that's definitely out of the norm. But again, that's rush defense we're we're specifically mm -hmm. talking about here for the Jets. And you know, their rush defense number is a little bit better and particularly you know, I, my defensive numbers are not broken down rush and pass. Um, but they didn't necessarily like PFF's grades are not particularly good on any part of this really. Um, you know, they break it down, rush defense, pass, pass rush, all those things, not particularly good. So I'll be interested to see what they do this week to your point. To hold them to, when I watched the Ravens game back, I, I really didn't feel like they, I don't want to say they didn't try, but I don't feel like the pedal was on the gas the whole game when I watched it back. I didn't get that feeling like they were playing with intensity. I don't know. I mean, it was just the weather a feeling. was really bad. The weather was really bad, which could also play a factor mm -hmm. in the run num the rush numbers. Um. But yeah, I hear you. I mean, they covered they covered with ease, yep. you know. So I thought they looked good, man. And I, I I love the fact that Lamar is in this proven situation. He's dangerous. So there is no bet from you. No bet. Okay. Next game. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the New Orleans Saints. Saints catching two and a half at home. Uh pretty consensus. That's where it opened. Uh I'll take this one first, Ricky. I jumped straight on. As soon as this opened, I jumped straight on the Bucks. Minus two and a half. I laid the two and a half um, right away. This line got to three. It even got to three and a half this week. And it's come all the way back down to two and a half where it started. And I talked about this a little bit on the morning show with, uh, with Clive this morning. And just how the things I'm betting are like moving they're moving my way and then they're kind of coming back. So I'm losing a lot of like the, the closing line value that I'm chasing. Um, say that again, Ricky. That, that happens in the NFL, you know, like you'll even with the, those key numbers, they'll come through. And then when the big money's allowed to come in over the weekend, mm -hmm. you'll see sometimes that'll shift it back. But um, it's funny. I, I, same thing with me, the Ravens game, just real quick last week, Tom petrified. Cause I had a lot of money on the Ravens from even like preseason. That was a line we identified together early. Yep. And when that baby came back down through seven. I think it closed six and a half. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel good. Um, but it worked out. Yeah. Yep. I totally but agree. In terms of this game, you're not going to like the bet. Cause I got one too. Oh no! You're on the. You're gonna. Eight you're gonna take money line, baby. Oh man! Forget the points. Tom Brady struggles in this building. The Saints own him in New Orleans. Saints money line. I'm not even gonna say much more than that. This is this is a live dog, and I'll I'll jump on it. Uh, That's what's the best possible number here? Because I I was kind of thinking that if you wait on this, the Bucks money might. You know, that Tom Brady money might come in, and we'll see. But what is it now, just to monitor? Plus 125 is best you can get. Uh, DraftKings, DraftKings has plus 125. 
points bet has it as well. I'll, I'll full unit Saints money line. Well, I'm a unit on minus two and a half. We'll see. Uh, minus 107 is what I can get at uh, at points bet. So a little better than the minus 110. That's the beauty of shopping around. Even though the spread is two and a half consensus everywhere, the juice and the VIG is a little bit different. So betting a minus 107 against a minus 110, most people don't think it matters, but it really does. Before, real quick, final note on this game. What did you think of Brady in week one? Um, I wasn't, I, I really wasn't, I don't know. I was indifferent. I really felt indifferent about it. It's week one. He's had a, a tough couple of weeks run up into the season. Mm-hmm. You know, the wall is coming when he hits the wall and he's old and bad. Just like Peyton Manning, it, time and time again, time waits for no one. And uh, that time is coming. I even said beginning of the season, I have unders. You know, I have unders on a lot of Bucks stuff preseason. Um, and I still think that can likely happen. But in this particular spot, I think the Saints are just a little too overhyped. Like, my numbers on the Saints were not very good. Like, I have their defensively, I have them being one of the worst in week one. Uh, they're, bottom, they're bottom eight or so. Uh, based on my number. so They struggled early, for sure. So that makes me a little nervous. I don't buy into the whole uh, narrative of, like, Brady can't play in, in New Orleans, personally. I don't buy it. Cash register the last few seasons, man. I'm mm-hmm. telling you. It's it's a good spot. It's a good spot. I, I know you don't like that kind of stuff, but, I mean, just look at the last couple of years, how it's worked out. Um, especially I remember, I think it was last season. They were like a 10 point dog, the saints and one outright. It was great, but previous performance doesn't necessarily mean future, future, uh, success. You know, who was the QB of that saints team that won? Not Jameis Winston and not Drew Brees. It was like Simeon or some, someone shitty Tom. So Mm -hmm. I'll I'll take our odds here, but we'll see. Bucks it is. That's what, that's part of the reason why I don't buy that stuff. You you point out a good idea. Like the teams are totally different than they are previously. So it's tough to to say that because he played poor there before and they lost, that that might happen again based on that. Because the team is totally different. The quarterback, my goodness, is way different for good or for worse, whatever you want to take of that. And so I just get a little. It goes both ways, though, you know. Both teams are different. Yep, um, absolutely. But, absolutely. Yeah. That's why, you know, I try to look at it with the fresh eyes and just say, this, you know, this is one game. It's almost like, um, and not to get us too off the rails here, here, Ricky, I can see you rolling your eyes at me. And he's got to take a drink. <laughs> but it's almost like when you um, when you're betting like roulette or something. And like, there's a bunch of blacks in a row, and you, and then people often think like, oh, it'll be black again because it, oh, you or, did. Or it'll be compare. red again because you know it's no. been six blacks in a row, so it's got to be red this time. Kind of a this thing. This is different. This is different. This this is a fan base, a team, and an organization that isn't scared of Tom Brady. Forget the roulette <laughs> shit. All right, but. <laughs> 
I do see what you're saying. In a, in, in a way, Tom, it really is like that, though, when you start looking back at, like, I was doing it with a college game last week, like, oh, this team never wins there, but, like, what does that even really mean? We're looking back 10 years at this point from, you know, it's yep. like, I hear you. And, again, there's and there's truth to it, too. You know, some schemes work better against Brady than others. Maybe that is a piece of it um, as to why he might struggle there. But, yeah, a lot of reasons. We'll move on. We'll see. Good we'll discussion. See. We'll see. It'll be a good game. Uh, so I'm locking in the minus two and a half. Next game, New England Patriots at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Patriots are two-point favorites on the road against the Steelers. Um, I do have a play in this one, Ricky, if you want me to go first here. Yeah, lead us off. Lead us off. Um, I am going to go ahead. I'm going to take the Patriots. I'm taking the Patriots minus two. Um, I bet the minus one at the opener. So I have that locked in. Uh, and here I'm playing minus two for a few reasons. I think people are underestimating how important J, um, TJ Watt is to the defense. And we talked about this this morning too, on the show, there's not many defensive players that actually make a difference on the point spread. Like we talk about this with quarterbacks all the time, Ricky, but on the defense, there are very few players in the league that actually make a difference. TJ Watt was one of them. He was one of them. Did and you watch that week one game, Tom? I mm-hmm. I would actually make an argument that I've that was one of the most incredible performances by a one man show. You yep. know, like I, he he looked even bigger too. Like this dude is such a shame, such a shame that injury. It is. It really is. And so I think he's worth more than people are giving him credit for. And uh, I that's why I'm on the Patriots. I know the Patriots looked a little weird last week. People weren't necessarily convinced. I get all that. I hear all that. The Steelers, though, came into the season with a bit of a buzz about them. Like, they weren't going to be as bad as people thought. I think that some of that is still carrying over into this line. Now they're having Najee Harris, who's going to be beat up. And no TJ Watt. I don't buy it. I'm I'm Patriots. This was one of the my stronger play. I'm still gonna play it a unit because I got it's minus two, not the minus one that I wanted. But uh I I played this one pretty big. I I'm with you. I've I have a small bet on this one. This is one of my half unit bets. Okay. I'm I'm on the Patriots as well touched on it earlier tom i thought their defense like again maybe it was growing pains for the dolphins offense but i was really impressed with the patriots defense i I don't trust uh trust mitch trubisky so i'm with you man Uh, i think i think they can go in and get that win okay okay so how did we do on the games we agreed on last week i'd be curious to see that actually too yeah so we agreed on the ravens uh, that one we agreed on the Cardinals, which didn't work out. Oh yeah, but I think those are the only two we agreed. Uh, I didn't end up playing the Eagles. I ended up going with the money line bet, but uh, I was kind of with you on that one. That you know, like they'd win that game. Mm-hmm. Okay, just curious, just curious. Uh, next game here, Panthers at the Giants. Giants laying two and a half. One and a half, two or two and a half. Take your pick, whatever flavor you like. 
Uh, all kind of all over the place. Best money line price minus one twenty five. Come back plus one ten ish on uh, Carolina is what you can find. Um, any play here, and I'll, I'll preface this with: I really wanted to play the Giants here. I really, really did. Um, but I just couldn't quite get there. And you know me; I have the Giants tickets. I have a couple Giants tickets to win the division. People are laughing at me still. And I really think it's a live play. Like I was talking to people today and, you know, from this area in particular, people just seem to be so blindly in love with the Eagles. And I said, what about week one? Did you really like about the Eagles? Like, yeah, the offense looked good, but they couldn't, you know, couldn't guard a chair. I mean, are you really that impressed with week one? And we'll get to the Eagles. But uh, I'm in on the Giants. I like the Giants here. I didn't play it, but uh, you know I have all these futures tickets on them, so I'm I'm along for the ride with the Giants. Yeah, I want nothing to do with betting this game. Um, kind of not ready to have the Giants as favorites against yeah. anyone. Truthfully, is but this I'll your take- game? That's like the biggest stay away game of the week for you. This is. This, to me, is a game where we're going to learn about the Giants. We're going to see if those futures tickets are live, Tom. Because yep. if they if they hold up and Brian Dable shows in week two again that this thing might work. Um, I got laughed at all offseason. I took Saquon Barkley in multiple leagues, Tom, in fantasy yep. in the first round. I, you know, and it looks good one week in, but let's see how it looks in week two. That's how I'm feeling about this. Um, so, yeah, stay away. Okay. Um, next one, Seahawks at the 49ers. 49ers laying eight and a half, nine right now. Was as high as 10 this week, was as low as this eight and a half, uh, which is where some people released this play. Like, I think uh, Adam Chernoff over with covers, he does like big releases. I think he was on on the 49ers. I believe that was one of his, his releases um, at eight and a half, and then it jumped up to 10. Now it's back. I really think I like I really think I like the 49ers here. I haven't bet it yet, but this eight and a half is oh so tempting because I'll tell you what right now. The Seahawks win in week one does not change the fact that they're probably a bottom three team in the NFL. We can't forget that. They are still probably a bottom, if not a bottom three, a bottom five team in the NFL. It was a very emotional game. If you look at, and this is the perfect example of looking at advanced stats versus what you see on on the box score. Because if you really dive into that game on Monday night, you would see that the Denver Broncos, why am I talking about the Broncos? I don't know how I got to the the Broncos. Broncos. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. there we go. Sorry, I like totally blanked. If you look at that game, the Broncos move the ball so easily up up and down the field, no problems whatsoever. Like, they were borderline unstoppable. They should have probably scored 35, 40 points in that game. I mean, two fumbles in the, uh, inside the five-yard line, a horrible decision going down the field at the end of the game, like, however you feel about that. But they had so many opportunities. I think people have this so wrong about the Seahawks. And um, I will probably, you know what? I'm going to bet this 8.5 right now. We're going to go ahead and bet it. Um, oh, where do we want this? Uh, I'll probably bet it at 
points bet, minus 107. I think that's going to be the spot. I like it, Tom. I think I think the spot that you want to bet the Seahawks is in those sneaky, when they're a home dog, a home primetime dog especially, is always a great spot in Seattle. And it was kind of the perfect storm. If you remember last week, I labeled that, and I think you agreed the trap game of the week, like don't take the Broncos, whatever you do. Not that we felt comfortable taking the Seahawks, but mm-hmm. do not take the Broncos. Yep. Did I and, submit and that for steady? I think I, I ended up with a ticket. No, this is not what I ended up with a ticket on the, uh, I, on the Seahawks. I don't think either one of us. Yeah. I don't, I don't think we got it in for the show, but, okay. um, I like your 49ers bet. I'm not taking it because I didn't love what I saw from the first game of the Trey Lance era. And I, I want to see it before I lay these big numbers with the 49ers. Um, so I'll leave it at that, but okay. hopefully um, it's a steam show for you, Tom. I'm going to roll. Them. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and take the unit on uh minus eight and a half. We'll see how that works out for me. <laughs> Hopefully pretty well. Sorry, I got to bet them on the show. That's the way to do it. I got to bet them while we're here. So went ahead and locked that in for a unit. Uh, let's see. Buy low on the 49ers too. The more, you know, like they look, yep. they look bad, but we'll see. Week twos, I, I like to wait, label, uh, it's like the we'll see, you know, yep. it, it really, it can be summed up as that. Next game here, Falcons at the Rams. Uh, Rams laying 10 at home against the Falcons. Anything here that you like? So I like, I like the Falcons. Man. Do you really? I mean, Ooh. as much as someone can like the Falcons, you know, I thought Mariota looked good that he had a fumble when they had a pretty big lead in that game that kind of swung the momentum mm-hmm. and Saints stole the game. But Overall, I think the Falcons are better than the market gives them. Like, they're a bit better than they're valued at. Uh, so this is another one of my half-unit plays. Take the points with the Falcons. That's interesting. I wasn't necessarily seeing that coming. Are you yawning on me, Tom? Oh, are you no. over there yawning? No, 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 no. I wouldn't I was dare. I say, we need to get you in the <laughs> five-hour energy club, man. Always have one handy. Always have one handy. <laughs> you got your whole... Um, uh, pallet of them, your your 600 cases. Uh, I buy them by the case. Yeah, wrapped up in uh, saran wrap there to keep it all together. We should, have, we should have a lifetime sponsorship with them for how much I spend on Five Hour Energies. And <laughs> and to be honest, how much you've talked about them. <laughs> yes. I mean, every morning on, on Wake Up and Wager when you were doing that, that was <laughs> pretty much... I mean, <laughs> that's I went anti-Red Bull too. Yeah, we'll <laughs> see. One day, man, we'll send these clips. Um, are you writing these down, Ricky? All these picks. Well, we're gonna we're gonna play it back because I want to have my my full focus on uh okay. on these. Okay, okay, just checking, just checking. Don't you worry, don't you worry. I just like to make sure, like to make sure. Uh, let's see here. Next game is the Bengals at the Cowboys. Cowboys catching seven or seven and a half. The Cowboys are in a strange situation. They find themselves. Cooper Rush is going to be their quarterback this week. Injuries on the line, the defense kind of beat up here. Um, Bengals, on the other hand, of course, 
a little disappointing in week one, right? And so you find yourself in a weird spot here. And what do you do? Um, do you have a play on this one, Ricky? So I'm not playing this game, but it's... Do you feel like the Cowboys should be seven and a half point home dogs against the Bengals team that did not look good? I'm just asking you, Dak or no Dak? Um, and this comes back to the quarterback kind of scenario that we talk about. The difference between Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush is likely way smaller than you think. I would I, venture it's probably two points. If I looked in my numbers deep enough, I would I'd, I'd come to about two points. What do you think? What do you think the books are valuing him at? Like, what do you if if Dak Prescott's playing in this game? Where's the line? If he's playing in this game, oh gosh, I don't know. Are we able to pull what a look ahead was? Um, I am not while I'm doing the show. You can, but I cannot while talking and. I everything. encourage anybody watching to do that before you make your bet and see how see how much they're pricing uh they're pricing this quarterback swap. I'll look back and see if I can find the opener. Uh well the opener's for this week, so it's not gonna but it looks yeah. like the opener was six. I don't know what the look ahead might have been. But uh yeah, I mean I kinda like the seven and a half to be completely honest. Like that was tempting for me, but I really don't want anything to do with this game. Yeah, me either. I certainly wouldn't lay the points with the Bengals. No. But I'm not betting it. Um, Next game here, Arizona Cardinals at the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders laying five and a half pretty much everywhere. Any thoughts on this one? So this is another one I want to talk to you about a bit. Do we think the Cardinals had a bad game in week one. Do we do we think that the alarm should be going off with them? What are your thoughts? I did bet this game uh, on the opener. I bet it. I bet four and a half with the Raiders because I just thought it was a good number. I thought they played. I thought of the two teams that could have, looked worse that might be due for a bounce back. Again, this is kind of overreaction week, week two. So of the, these two teams who look bad, who do I think has a better chance of like bouncing back up? I go with, you know, I go with, um, with them. I go with the Raiders. I'm not betting five and a half though. No. Let me tell you this. That Raiders stadium is electric. Man. <laughs> like they're and they're very good. I would I would be curious to look back at last season and kind of see how they did in that building uh, against the spread there. But I think they were pretty damn good against the number, if I'm not mistaken. And the only reason I'm not betting the Raiders, Tom, is because again, like I said, it's the we'll see week. We'll see with the Cardinals, man. Are they are they not good without their offensive weapons in there. Like they were missing Hopkins and more last week. You know, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. No bet. No bet. No bet. Next game, Houston Texans at the Broncos. Broncos laying 10 and a half everywhere except FanDuel laying nine and a half. That's where I jump in. 
I take the nine and a half at FanDuel for the Denver Broncos for the same reason that I just explained why um, the Seahawks. Kind of the same thought process is they were better than people think they were based on how they moved the ball, how their offense played, defense played fine. I mean, pretty pretty strong, to be honest. I had them rated very, very well on defense last week. For all those reasons, this is probably my biggest bet of the of the week. Wow. I think I'm going to go two units on the Broncos. Wow. You think? This isn't a think type of show, Tom. Are we going two units or not? I have two units on them in real life. So you're going with a two-unit bet. Yeah. This is what got me in trouble last year was firing away on the two unit two unit plays a little too early. This but competition, Tom, um I'm wondering if I should just let you shoot yourself in the foot here and <laughs> take me all the way to Peter Luger's. But hey, well, what if we're gonna have some- to do a little math, Ricky, on the ROI because I'm gonna end up playing a lot more units than you. So we'll have to see. Hey, that doesn't mean anything though. Play it's all about it's all about profitability, man. That's what it comes down to. But I want to say this, Tom, in defense of your last NFL season, never in my life in any sport have I seen someone beat probably 70% of the lines on their bets and yet get smoked week in and week out. So it wasn't a matter of closing line value with you at all. It was literally just, unfortunately, being on the wrong side. But, yeah, like... I tip my hat to you there, if nothing else, and you always beat these lines, man, regardless of the result. And so. that's that's kind of the misconception of the closing line value thing in general is people think, oh, you beat the number, you must be good. It's it's really not that simple. <laughs> like, it's just, it's not like that. You can beat the line all for all entire season and get crushed, and that's Question just for you, Tom. how it goes. Yeah. A question, I don't know if we get enough views on this to get some questions in, but I want to know from anybody watching, here's the question. If you were going to buy picks, would you rather buy picks from someone who has a proven track record murdering closing line value, like they're they're on the better side of all these key numbers, but their profitability is, let's say, like even or down potentially, or would you rather buy picks from someone who is like kind of like a wild card, but they have a proven winning record that track plays. And I'm not saying I'm not swaying one way. I'm just curious, like who, who, where would you go, Tom? And I'll, I'll ask that to you uh, to start it off. Um, it's a great question. Great thought. I think a lot of people wrestle with that as they kind of go through their betting journey, right? Their betting arch of getting better, 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 get to the top. Um, at the end of the day, the biggest indicator of future success is closing line value. So you, your past, your past results don't mean anything for moving forward. The best thing you can do is have good closing line value and good market agreement, essentially closing line value. If I bet a team early in the week and that line moves that way, guess what? Guess who moves the lines? Sharp betters that the sports book respect. So if I'm on their side, I feel pretty good. If I get a good number, now it's not good enough to just be on their side. You got to get the number that they're getting, which is why it's important to beat the number. Uh, and so for all those reasons, yeah, absolutely. 
and I would agree with you too. I would all day if they were sending me those picks on Monday morning or Sunday night, whenever they were beating them, all day. Give yep. me, give me the person beating the lines. Beautiful. Uh, sorry, sorry to take us into left field. No, no, I love that. It's a good, good discussion. Uh, so nine and a half for me, two units, uh, minus one twelve, minus nine and a half on the Broncos. Uh, could likely be my survivor play. For those that follow along on Survivor, we got absolutely bailed out last week by the Colts. We talked about that on the morning show, or by DraftKings, really. We got bailed out. Um, and so we're still alive. Like the Broncos are likely my my pick for this week. I think it's a good spot to use them, potentially. I have one other one I'm kind of wrestling with, which we'll get to in a second. Sunday Night Football. Ricky Bears at the Packers. Packers laying 10 points, nine and a half at FanDuel again. One of those that's just the market outlier at nine and a half. Anything for you here? Oh, man. I want to lay it with the Packers. Mm. I do. I think like Justin Fields looked. Not that he looked bad. He made plays, and I don't want to take that away from him. But the Bears offense as a whole... I don't know. For the first half of that game, it was it was real ugly. I think the Packers kill him, Tom. I'm kind of being soft here that I'm not like willing to jump on it, but every bone in my body says, oh, you know what? Half unit bet. And I, again, I say nothing wrong with these half unit bets. Half unit bet will lay the points with the Packers and we'll look for a blowout. Okay. Um, I don't hate it. I really don't. I was kind of close on that, and um, but ultimately not going to do it. I think the Packers have more to figure out yet. That's one of those two, Tom. Aaron Rodgers owns those Bears yeah. and lets them know it. So we'll see. And they could be due for just a good beating up of a, of a, bad, a bad team. So that may work out. This is actually the other survivor entry that I'm, that I'm questioning taking because I think the Packers – like I've been talking about, I think they have a bit of a down year this year. So I think this is a good opportunity to take them uh, potentially. So they're kind of my other team that I'm really looking at for for Survivor. I know you're a big model guy, Tom. Mm-hmm. So I, I look at a lot of different platforms, numbers. Like I look at a lot of different stuff. Mm-hmm. There's some highly respected models that have the Packers winning this game by like 17 points you know 24 like yeah this this, if you're gonna lay a big number this is a spot i like it but uh i'll leave it at that interesting okay over to monday night last two games of the week tennessee at the buffalo bills again bills laying 10 or nine and a half again at Fanduel and points bet you can get the nine and a half um anything for you here I'm going to throw this one to you first, Tom. And this game is in Buffalo, correct? This is in Buffalo. I'm not playing this. No way. Um, it's not even a, like, I think this will catch a lot of attention for Survivor, potentially, because they couldn't pick the Bills last week. I think people just like to, again, people like to survive. They don't like, they don't try to win. There's a difference between trying to win and trying to survive. The Bills picking here is trying to survive. Another team is trying to win. So you can't use the Bills here. I hate to break it to you in Survivor. Uh, but as far as 
as far as the, the spread goes, nah, no way. They're the best team in football, the Buffalo Bills, but I still, no. Yeah. Um, just thinking back to your, your survivor talk with the Broncos, something to consider, like a good reason to take them, Tom. They play in such a hard division. They, yep. they've, you know, those are six tough games right there. And this is a one good spot against a not great team. So I, I'm with you on that. But for this game, man, I, I'm going to take the 10 points with the Titans just because really? I think this is kind of like an overreaction spot. I think that the Bills obviously looked unbelievable in front of the whole world. Biggest viewership ever in a game like that. And uh, Titans lost to the Giants. I think the Titans are a stop football team. Give me the 10 points. It'll be a half unit bet. Um, I don't hate that at all. I really don't. I think the tit- the Titans on my numbers, they actually played pretty well. Uh, defense was struggled a little bit. Um, but overall, I think they actually played pretty decent. So I can get behind that for sure. Last game, the second game on Monday. And why do they schedule these Monday games like this? A seven thirty, a seven fifteen, and an eight thirty. Like, are you really, are you serious right now? I don't understand what is so difficult about scheduling seasons. Well, this is a rarity. In fairness, there's not usually two Monday night games. I know, but why is there this week? Do you know? Like, they usually do week one. They usually do two Monday yeah. night games. They didn't this year. But if you're gonna have two Monday night games, my goodness, can you make it so we can watch both of them? You can't yeah, watch both. Yeah, usually an East Coast and a West Coast, like a ten o'clock. Remember that? Yeah, that's what they're supposed to be doing. West <laughs> Tom, Coast team. You, nothing pisses you off more than <laughs> poor scheduling with leagues because it just doesn't make any sense. Like, it, I agree, it doesn't though, take I mean, a genius to. Why would you schedule two games on a Monday night, seven fifteen, and eight thirty? Yeah, I hear you. Both East Coast teams. Why? Makes no sense. Um, <laughs> so we'll go to this game here. The Minnesota Vikings at the Eagles. Um, this line, look, I pounded Vikings plus two and a half on the opener. I'll probably take the Vikings money line for this show. Uh, plus 115 is what I'll take. That is available at a couple of places. Um, and really this comes down to the Eagles gave up 35 points to a bottom three team in the NFL. That's not good. I think Jalen Hurts' hype is just a tick too high, and I think this is the Vikings' year. I think it's the Vikings' year to do something special. At best, my model comes out to a pick There is no way the Vikings should be almost three-point dogs in this game. There's just no way. I bet the two and a half. I like that. Um, that's obviously gone. I'll take the money line at this point, plus 115. And um, this line just makes no sense to me. See, this is a spot where I wonder if the Eagles' defense is as bad as it looked last week. Because that game's so interesting to me, Tom, because like either... The Lions offensive line is unbelievable because mm-hmm. if one part of the Eagles defense was going to be good too with Fletcher Cox and Jordan Davis and these new linebackers, like they were supposed to be able to stop the run and they yeah. couldn't. So like 
that scares me a bit, but man, I don't know if I'm as high on the Vikings. I think it was a big win, the home opener. We had a, we had some ugly drops by the Packers offense, or that game could have been tighter. But Tom, I'm out of fanionship because I'm a big Eagles fan, and because I'll be at this game, I will not be, I will not be, uh, not be betting this one. And if I did, I really would take the Eagles because I think they're, I think they're gonna make a statement, and you know. We'll see. This is a this is a matchup where you're you're gonna see two teams that are looking to get over the you kind of hit that next level in the Vikings and the Eagles this season, and they're squaring off right here in week two. So we'll see what happens, man. I actually have the Eagles defense rated really bad on my numbers, like insanely poor. Um PFF what's that? You have the Eagles ranked really bad. The Eagles defense. Yes. Did you say? Yes, I do. Um, PFF actually has their tackling grade as literally the worst, the worst in week one by a, a decent margin. Horrible. Um, so for all those reasons, I think the Vikings may be the best play of the week uh, here. Maybe second best, probably. I was uh, I was listening to one of our new shows with Lendell White, and specifically I wanted to get his take on this game, and he he went with the Vikings, Tom. So he he's on your side, but his guest went with the Eagles. And man, it is it, that defense did look really bad. Like just Swift went untouched a couple times for big mm-hmm. runs. Yeah, I mean, I I can't I can't hate on it, but we'll see. Very good. That's going to do it for us. We ran down the entire board here today. Um, Ricky, always a pleasure. Thank you so much. This will go up every single week on Thursday. Uh, Maybe we'll try doing Wednesdays in the future so we can catch Thursday night football, but we'll see. Midweek, this comes out every week, Um, and we're happy to to bring it to you. It's It's a fun show that we do here. Keep an eye out for an article, too, Tom, that we'll get all the plates trailing all year okay we got some work to do folks let's get after it join me tomorrow well join me in the mornings wake up and wager we always talk about survivor the contest nfl golf is back tennis so much good stuff ricky we can find you all over the place you're in and out of all different kinds of things so keep an eye out for that steady picks radio happy hour thank you so much enjoy the rest of your night